Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes radio talk show. Tune in weekly on Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time with your host, Consuela Mackey, U.S. Army veteran and co-host, Matt Davison, announcer Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, veterans and legal segment host, attorney, Danielle Sherrod, U.S. Army veterans and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela, veterans and recovery host, Anthony Akinpora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarceration to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Okay, welcome everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Americans Invisible Heroes. And I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, longtime hairstylist, fashion designer, and the executive director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. Though I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are disabled and may have experienced homelessness. For those who are new to the show, American Invisible Heroes was established to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now, I'd like to introduce you to our wonderful co-host, Matt Davison, U.S. Air Force veteran board member, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army Reserve veteran board member and also co-host, Taylor Marcella, board member and an announcer, Kathleen Wendy Childress, U.S. Army veteran. She has a bi-monthly segment called Living Life Completely. And then we have Ann Montague, also a bi-weekly segment host, and her segment is called The Rosie's Movement. We well, we are we don't have our Brooke Godaski here this, this uh, afternoon because Brooke is away on assignment, and we want to give a prayer out to Martha, Martha Barella. She's a little under the weather. So for now, I'd like everyone to say hello. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Matt, we're going to turn it over to you. Okay. 80 years ago, the greatest generation was born. Each year on December 7th, Pearl Harbor survivors, veterans, and visitors from all over the world come together to honor and remember the 2,403 service members and civilians who were killed during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. A further 1,178 people were injured in the attack, which permanently sank two United States Navy battleships, USSS Arizona and the USS Utah and destroyed 188 aircraft. On August 23, 1994, the United States Congress designated December 7th as the National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Every year, remembrance events are held at the Pearl Harbor National Memorial, culminating in a 
commemoration ceremony on December 7th. Organizations across the country honor, honor the memory of Pearl Harbor with tributes, survivors, share their stories and join in reunions. Traditionally, the flag of the United States is flown at half staff until sunset to honor those who lost their lives serving this nation at Pearl Harbor. Today, Pearl Harbor offers sights in memory of those who served during the bombing. The Pearl Harbor National Memorial dedicates sites in memory of the crews lost on December 7th, 1941. For many of the crew of the USS Utah, USS Arizona, and USS Oklahoma, Pearl Harbor is their final resting place. The memorial serves as a place of honor to those service members lost during the attack. They also provide a moving reminder of the loss that war creates. And that's um, why we celebrate or remember, we don't celebrate it, but we remember Pearl Harbor Day. Well, thank you so much, Matt, as always. You always have some, some touching information for us. Yes, we have to remember Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, Taylor, would you please introduce Chaplain Wendy Childress. Of course. Chaplain Captain Wendy Childress is a retired Army chaplain. She is currently a life coach and facilita a facilitator who facilitates workshops, family wellness, singles, and more. Her guest today is Commander Cheryl McCary, retired Navy. Cheryl McCary served over 30 years in the United States Navy, retiring at the rank of commander. She is from a military family. Commander McCary is married. Her husband is retired military as well, and a proud mother and grandmother as well. Commander McCary is dedicated to and passionate about the well-being of our veterans, and especially our female veterans. Take it away, Wendy, but before doing so, would you please lead us in a prayer? Thank you, Taylor, most certainly. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you thanking you first of all for this day. Father, I ask your blessing and your covering on each and every person under the sound of my voice. We lift up our dear friend Martha, who is under the weather, Lord, who's ill right now. We ask that you touch her and heal her body. Father, we pray for each and every person during this holiday season that may feel lonely or alone, let them know that they are not. Father, let us be arms for you and reach out to those who may be alone, who may not have family or friends. Let us be that family or friend that they need at this season. Father, we just thank you for all that you do in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. 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 Wonderful. All right. So all right. So before I ask Cheryl any questions, I, I need to also share just a little bit of her accolades. So she's a retired commander in the Navy for 30 plus years. And she also served over uh, in, hold on. She, she served, let me see. I'm supposed to have this right here. She served at the end. Panama, Granada. She did a Panama, Granada tour in the Middle East in the early 90s. 
She is part of the President's Chair Mental Health Advisory Board. She served on that. She's currently the commander of the DAV Chapter 66. She was a part of the Elks Loyal Knights for three years, subcommittee veterans outreach 15 years plus uh, to to currently. And Sergeant of Arms for the American Legion Post 229 DAV District 11. And so she has a host of, host of things that she does for our veterans and a host of accolades that the list goes on and on, but just wanted to share some of them and I will cut them there. And I will just say, Cheryl, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Um... I just wanted to share with everybody that, you know, it doesn't make any difference about my years of service. It's, it's, it's the work that I do in the community that touches my heart because I see so many of our men and women veterans that have gone through so much pain and anguish that are still in the military or that have mustered out of the military and they're still going through a lot of different changes and you know um this world we got to we got to change the only way we're going to change what, what's going on is that we got to change one man or woman's life per <clears throat> per day and it needs to be more compassion towards others that are in a lot of pain and that are suffering and those of us that have been in the war know that those bullets don't care what color you are okay right. they came after all of us those bullets don't care about whether you are rich or poor or you don't or your family don't have any clothes on their back you understand and we just need to stop all of this beating each other down and and, and empower our females and our men because they are going through so much pain and suffering today and still and they need to change the system because this system is just terrible. It's horrible. It's deplorable. And I can't I cannot even begin to reiterate the pain and anguish that our men and women go through every day. You know, well, sure, some let people me, get treated let me, and <clears throat> Sure, let me ask you this, because that is what drew me to you when I met you. You do work on your own to help the veterans, to help, and, and especially female veterans. So what is it? Can you please share with us and, and the world what it is that you do uh, to help the veterans? And again, I have to reiterate, she does this on her own. She does this out of her pocket. So what is it that you do to help the veterans? Um, you know, from the start of the pandemic, I'll give you a, a prime example. From the start of the pandemic, I had been out. I had took $15,000 of my own personal money to, to give to my elderly veterans whose families decided to shut down whatever they, they were doing for their parents because of the pandemic, and they turned the deaf ear to their moms and dads. So I was taking, I took my own money to get supplies and food. And I'm delivering in all the state of California, Utah, and Nevada, trying to take care of our elderly veterans who everybody just left by the wayside. And I'm like, no. 
not happen because these men and women serve. So they deserve as much help as they could possibly get. And that's what I did with my own personal money to make sure that they had during the pandemic. So I was putting my own self out there at risk. And just thank God that he was protecting me to keep me from getting sick. So I could continue mm-hmm. to help these men, these elderly men and women who have served this great nation. And, and then there's another thing that you shared with me. So uh, Cheryl is also a great baker. And I understand that she bakes bakes goods and she used the profits from those baked goods to help female veterans. Correct, Cheryl? I do. That is correct. Our female veterans that are still in the streets, that are living in their cars or whatever, makeshift, whatever, with their children. And I, I get like gas cards or, you know, food cards or maybe pay for like a couple, two or three days in a hotel to get them off the ground. I mean, we can go in. Can you mute? Okay. I think they, I think they have her mute now. I mean, so, I think they, they okay. have her mute now. Okay. Commander McCurry, what you're doing is absolutely amazing. I, I too am helping as much as I can on my own because I've seen with my own eyes the need for our, our women, our veterans period, but our women veterans it breaks my heart to see just how they're suffering, especially those with children and those who are suffering from the trauma that they've gone through while in the military and the, and the backs that are turned on them once they're out, you know? So there's a lot of work to do. One day, uh, Wendy will share with you what I'm doing and hopefully I can get your support and get your involvement and have some of the women to oh, come on absolutely. the show. We need to work together. This is a, a mission out here, you know? And some of the horror stories. I mean, I had, I'm not, haven't been in the, in the military, but my heart is there for our veterans. And what I've heard is just traumatic, what they've gone through and what they're still going through. So uh, I want to share with you what I'm doing off air and hopefully we can all work together to help our, our women veterans and our veterans period. Absolutely. Because it just breaks my heart because I know what that feels like because I've been down that road. Exactly. And to see one of my sisters with a child or even a sister that don't have children, but they're still suffering and nobody's not listening to any of my sisters. Right. And they're traumatized, either from military sexual trauma or whatever, or some type of domestic violence. And that's just horrific. And we've it's heard so much. We've heard so much of it on the show. It's just shocking. You know, some of them are afraid mm-hmm. to come on or. If they do come on, so they've told us it's just the public okay, didn't well, know. I, I'm I'm one of those victims of military sexual trauma, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm I'm my one of my best attributes is my strength, and I'm gonna dig my heels in, and I'm gonna protect my sisters and a lot of my brothers that have also gone through uh, military sexual trauma. It's the best way that I can possibly know how and do because it's I've been, been on both sides right. of that picket fence. Right, I totally and understand. See, and this is what drew me to her, um, as you all see, her passion. You can hear her passion and her commitment for our veterans and our female veterans. And having been, as she shared, one who suffered some of that trauma, um, it is commendable that she has turned, instead of turning a back, 
she's turned around and dedicated her life to helping. She's a, and, she's and, a fighter. She's a fighter. She is, she is strong and she's a fighter. And I, I just, I just applaud her for all that she does. Absolutely, I mean, you know, it's people like you that uh, make the difference, you know, one, one uh, chip at a time, you know, you know, that's, that's, that's the way it works, like you say, one person a, a day or, you know, just because if, uh, if there's no movement, then nothing happens. And so you're one of the people that are out there. Um, you know, we, we hear about the stories all the time, and uh, the more people that are involved, the better it is. And uh, in the long term, we eliminate a lot of this uh, uh, nonsense. So hopefully, but uh, the blessings are there. Keep doing it, and you'll be blessed. One of my that's one of my things is is you know that's very important to me, and I think you all will agree. God is number one. That's right. Our cohort, which is the men and women that have served and that continues to serve this great nation and our country, the soil in which we walk on. Those are the three most important things to me and my doctrine. And this is what keeps me keep going and keep doing what I'm doing. My compassion, but the passion that I have for the everyday work that I do out here for my men and women, not only just for my veterans and military, but also for civilian people who we live in the communities with, to give them a better understanding of what we've had to deal with while we were all serving under mm -hmm. for any type of reason. And it's going to take all of us. And I'm going to say this, when we all stop caring for each other, that's when all humanity stops. That's right. Amen. Amen. And thank you for your care and your concern and your love towards all of us because caring for one of us is caring for all of us. And, and mm -hmm. I can't thank you enough. That's right. And we got to have you back. We have to have your, some of your, your veteran women and men on as your guests. And I would love to meet with you off air so that I can share with you what Operation Confidence is doing. I've done this uh, over a decade, single-handedly, except for the wonderful volunteers that we have as co-hosts. They've been there right with me, but it's just been a, a struggle because many doors slam for whatever reason, but we guys don't stop. So I would love to have your, your support and your involvement. Absolutely. And, yes. and my, my baking business, I have I have only been in it for five months, but this was my this is my great grandmother's recipes that are over 200 years old and i have not made a profit for my business because i'm constantly putting that money back in to right. the communities and right. to my women veterans with children and helping them that's what's most important to me when the time comes god will let me make a profit for my business that's but right. until then I'm going to continue. I don't care if it's $5. I don't care if it's a nickel. I don't care if it's $2. It goes back into my military and my veterans, helping All them. Right. Thank you so much. You're a godsend. Yes, Thank she you is. So much. Thank you, Cheryl. Right. And you, if you want, if you want to uh, save money on a professional food test tester, you can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help you well, out. Okay? I, tell you, I tell you what, you ain't going to be able to eat just one.
because if my sister goes in the kitchen and has had to lose weight, she said, I have to stay away out of my sister's kitchen because, because thanks to her, I was almost up to 180 pounds eating her cakes and cookies because you can't just eat one piece or drop one piece of cookie in your mouth. You got to put five or six of them in your mouth. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay. God bless. Welcome. God bless everybody and thank you for having me and Consuela. Um you you can get my phone number through Wendy. Okay. And I need you to give me a call and let's just sit down and wrap and let's get together and try to see what else we can do in the communities to help our our, our fellow veterans in our military. That's a promise. Thank you so much. Okay. Merry Christmas and a happy new year and God bless you all for Thank the ones you. that have served and God bless our families and people that have held this home while we were over in the battlefield. I thank you to all of you. All right, because same to you. Gary, before you leave, I want you yes, to know our next guest is one of the original Rosies from the Ro mm. Rosies of Riveters. I love you. This lady is how, how old, Anne? She's I think, uh, uh, Lenora, can you hear us? Yes, I can. How wonderful. This is Ann. I'm waving to you. I've, not, I've never seen you, but I heard your radio interview that we set up for you, and you did a beautiful job on that radio interview. So the lady that has just been, the lady that has just been talking is helping veterans who have come back who are lonely and maybe not surviving well. So um, I wanted you to be in on those programs so that you could know that there are people who care not just about the people in the military, but the veterans who came back. And of course, you lived through almost a century now, and you know for sure what it was like when the veterans came back. Some of them had a hard time, didn't they? Some, some of them did, but so happy to be back, of course. Yes, for sure. Anyway, let me introduce you. This is uh, Lenora Brill, B-R-I-L-L. She is um, a Rosie who grew up in West Virginia and then went to work in Baltimore. And she had two separate jobs. They were both.